God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about the book of the Revelation, the revealing of Jesus Christ here at the last of the last days, the end time eschatology and a study of these end time events. What's happening? Where is the church now? What can we expect? Well, we know that evil is men and seducers will wax worse and worse. We're told by Paul to the church at Thessalonica that before the coming of Christ and are gathering together unto him, that when they be not soon shaken in mind or letter, as by them, that the day of Christ is at hand and are gathering together unto him. Well, that day won't come until I come a falling away first. That falling away is, is expressly told in 1 Timothy 4.1. The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter day some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to these seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, having the conscience seared with a hot arm, forbidden to marry, and abstaining from meats, which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. A falling away of the faith and literally not going into the new thing. We're admonished that even though in Pentecost, Peter said, as you are established in the present truth, alluding to there's more truth that will come, growing up into Jesus in all things, where we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And that is to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. Very few are pressing toward the mark, thinking that salvation is all there is, and when you had some kind of act of repentance, that somehow you're saved. That's just not Bible. We find in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, the bylaws in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Jesus states there in Matthew 5, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in Heaven is perfect. Now, perfection, there's full maturity. We come in as newborn babes, being born of the water and the Spirit, born again. In John 3, Nicodemus came to see Jesus, and Jesus said, Except you be born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, of course, Nicodemus, that was very profound and very unlikely that it could happen. Nicodemus said, How's a man that is old enter the second time into his mother's womb? Jesus said, That which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, You must be born again. For except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To enter into that kingdom, Jesus said, Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And they were because they did not do the will of God. It's one thing to have the Holy Ghost. It's another thing to obey unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So as we take a look at the final book in the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ, it has some peculiar, essential qualities about it that no other book has. It's a consummation of all things. It is a specific book of this prophecy. It states that if you add anything to the words of the book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added unto you. Or if you take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, your name will be blotted out of the holy city and out of the book of life. That is very, very scary into the fact that you have been taught and we've all been taught, once saved, always saved. Well, it's just not the case. We find in Hebrews 6 that after you sin willfully, that there remains no sacrifice for sin because you, you crucify again afresh the Son of God. Well, there's four different growth states in a progression in glory. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day, until the day of the Lord, until that day where we're gathered together to meet the Lord in the air. And we must be born again. And Peter was given the keys of the kingdom 
and Matthew 16. When Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am to his disciples? Well, some said you're John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But Jesus said, who do you say I am? In other words, to his disciples, who do you say I am? Well, Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The message that needs to be taught is the foundational truth of Christ. And that's where most have missed it, thinking that justification or redemption, justification, sanctification, the ultimate glorification is just based upon one verse that we just repent and that's taken care of and don't worry about the rest. Don't take care of the rest and you don't have to press toward a mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus because you're already there. I mean, if you're saved, you're saved. But that's not what Jesus said. Take heed how you hear. For the same measure you meet with all shall be measured to you again. To him that hath shall be given and he'll have the more. But to him that hath not, we quit receiving the daily bread. Then, he said, will be taken away even that which you have. In other words, we're either pressing toward that mark or we're backsliding. There's no straddling the fence. So the word for the hour is press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is that prize of that high calling? It's the king priesthood. Well, we'll be kings and priests, and we will reign with the Lord a thousand years in the millennial reign in the kingdom age. But there, there are requisites that we have to do, requirements that have to be met, the faith that has to be obtained. We're to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things. Those things are things not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. These eternal things, these eternal truths, which is nothing but Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, is the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's nothing else. It's fine and a worthy goal to win souls. He that wins souls is wise. But the purest heart, the purest heart toward God, is that that believer presses for one thing, for Jesus the Lord God Almighty, to receive the glory due unto his name. For there's nothing else. That's the reason why all the saved ones and the righteous will cast their crowns of life before the Lamb of God, for only he is worthy. The four different growth states that we are in now has passed the born-again believer and little children. We're going on now to that of an overcomer. Higher than a Pentecostal realm to that of a tabernacleist. Who will hear for the time to come? Oh, that they were wise. They would, that they would consider their latter end. To the law, Isaiah 8 says, to the law, not the law of Moses, but to the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Not some light, no light. Well, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is doing the will of God. Not being a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. And that is young men. When we find that, that in John, in his epistle, he gives us the four growth states that we are to obtain. 1 John 2, 12 through 14, he starts off with the little children. Now, the first step, of course, is a newborn baby. That desire, that sincere mark of the word, they may grow thereby. They must be born of the water and the spirit to be born again. To be born of the water is baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, as was given to Peter. He had the, he had the keys to the kingdom. That's the reason he preached on the day of Pentecost because he had the keys to the kingdom of God. When they were picked in their heart, the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost. And when that day of Pentecost was fully come, not a second early, not a second late, right on time. Then, suddenly, 
there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the rooms where they were sitting. Cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. It's still happening today. But is that present truth? No, that was a former rain. 2,000 years ago given. And the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Greater light. Jesus is the light to the world. Now you are the light. You are the light. A city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. And that light is the living epistles. A royal priesthood. Lively stones where it's built up a spiritual house whereby we offer praises unto God and through these works that we do that accompany salvation, glorify our Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. Now, that's the reason why works are so important that we find there the works that accompany salvation because faith without works is dead, being alone. So Revelation, the second and the third chapter is given holy. Jesus saying to each church, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia and Laodicea, I know thy works. Well, we are to cease from our own labors, and our works do follow us. But Jesus said, I have not found your works perfect to the church at Sardis. Perfect works? Yes, because it's obedience. Only the servants of God, those that are serving God, will be sealed in Revelation 7. Sealing the servants of our God in their foreheads. And whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, that's unto having a carnal mind, whether it be malice, envy, strife, hate, are you still not yet carnal, Paul said to the church at Corinth, or of obedience unto righteousness. That righteousness unto holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Well, newborn babes, are these saved? Well, they're presently saved, and they grow, but they have to grow. They have to press, press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God and Christ Jesus because they have to grow from babies to little children, little children to young men, young men to fathers, and fathers where they grow up into Jesus and all things, the things of faith. And that's what the revelation of Jesus Christ is all about. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist. Revelation 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants, only the ones serving God, says, show unto his servants things. Those are the things of faith. That's not new cars, new houses, and jet airplanes. It is the things of faith. The faith that was once delivered to the saints is being revealed in the book of the Revelation. It is in the words of the book of this prophecy that are blessed those that hear and do these things in the first chapter of the book of the Revelation. Well, what are those things? Well, the whole book, 22 chapters, goes on the Hebraic design of the Hebrew ABCDary. 22 letters in the Hebrew ABCs. 22 chapters in the book of the Revelation. And each chapter shows that Jesus is that God. He is the Aleph to the top. He is the Alpha to the Omega. He is the A to the Z. He is the Almighty God, the Omnipotent, Omniscient, Omnipresent, God Almighty. And his judgment will make that manifest in the last days. And we won't argue over what and what doctrine or apologetics or what is the gospel of Jesus Christ with so many thousand different denominations in Christianity. There'll only be one body of Christ and only those that press toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God will enter in. Paul said, I haven't already attained. He wrote 14 books of the New Testament. Neither am I already perfect, Paul said, to the church of Philippi. He said, but I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ, reaching forth to those things which are before, those things of faith, forgetting those things which are behind, 
pressing toward the mark. The mark for the prize. The mark, there's a tav. It's not the alaf. It's not the beginning, the A. It's the Z. Overcoming in all things. And that is the mark. Pressing toward the mark. The mark is the cross. It's perfection. Pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Well, he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And only those that come into the truth and the preceding word of God in the latter days will be used in the work of the ministry. The whole body of Christ is called for that, not just pastors, not just evangelists, but the entire body of Christ, each one having a measure of faith and the body being compacted together of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. It will be the body of Christ as the Son of Man, the kingdom office, with Jesus ahead and the body of Christ, each individual member literally joined together, making but one man, filling heaven and earth. And the whole body in heaven and in earth is named that name, Jesus. Why? Because we're bought with a price. We're not our own. We are the body of the Christ. We were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, yet not us, but Christ liveth in us. And the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. What is the faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the eternal things. These things, uh, there we must enter into in the proceeding truth of the word of God. Man shall live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's why we have to go higher. We have to obtain that faith that was once delivered to the saints. Jesus tells us in Revelation 1 verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show us something, to show us things, the service of God, things which must shortly come to pass. He said and signified it. That is a sign. That's a seal by his angel unto John. And he said the words of the book of this prophecy. Blessed is he that readeth and to keep those things that are written in this book. The book of this prophecy can only be understood and literally obeyed through the revelation of Jesus, the revelation that he gives you through the Holy Ghost leading each member of the body of Christ unto perfection. It will be a great work when God brings to pass his act, his strange act, his work, his strange work. And it's a work of judgment. All God's ways are judgment. And we're going to see this in the seals, trumpets, and vials of the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And he has a work to do. And only he is able to open the seals of the book. As we take a look and where are we in the book of the Revelation? Well, the first step is if you're born again, you're born of the water and the spirit. Born of the water and the spirit is simply exactly what Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3. You must be born again. You must be born of the water and the Spirit. Without, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You must be born again. Well, Peter had the keys to the kingdom given to him in Matthew 16. He will be the preacher on the day of Pentecost. And they were pricked in the heart. The Holy Ghost was given. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Uh, they mocked him. They said, these men are drunken with wine. See, it's the only 30 hour, third hour of the day, 9 o'clock in the morning. But Peter said, these are not drunken with wine as you suppose. He didn't say they weren't drunk. They're not drunken with wine as you suppose. But this is that spoken by the prophet Joel in the last day, saith God. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Well, that's the former rain. Acts the second chapter is the former rain, Pentecostal rain. But he's going to cause to come down the former and the latter rain in the first month. We know that because in Zechariah 10, he said, ask you, ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone. Grass in the field. You ask, you'll receive. Seeking God with your whole heart. In Hosea 6 
It tells us, come and let us return to the Lord. For he hath torn, he will heal us. Who's torn? God has. Well, somebody said, no, that's the devil. No, no, it's God. He has smitten. And he will bind us up. Any be without the chastising hand of God upon him, without chastisement, then are you bastards and not sons. All that God loves, he chastens, that they will not be condemned with the world. Well, we're pruned, that we bring forth more fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance, against such there is no law. We have to see these things as the fruit of the Spirit. You'll know them by the fruits. In these days... More people are leaving the church than they ever have before. We have uh, various uh, critical uh, race theory. We have uh, different factions coming upon the earth. And most of them are against Christ, against the Christian faith. And Jesus said, take heed that you be not offended, that no man offend you, for they're going to live you up to synagogues, churches, they're going to kick you out. He said, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he did God a service. Behold, I have forewarned you. In Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, he said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Well, we know that, so we prepare for that. And we realize that Jesus has already told us this is what's going to happen. You're going to be hated of all nations, and some of you shall be put to death. Well, take no thought for your life, what you shall uh, wear, eat, or drink. And he said, Solomon was all, all of his glory. was not a gray, not uh, glorified like one of these uh, lilies of the valley. They toil not, neither did they spin. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. How much more are you that are greater? The very hairs of your head are numbered. It gives you power over all the power of the enemy. Tread upon serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Therefore, it's us. It's given to us to know all truth. We see that in 1 John 2, 20-22. You have an unction from the Holy One. He's the one giving it. The Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ, Christ in you. The Lord Himself. You have an unction, a leading of the Holy Ghost there. You have no need that any man teach you. You have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. Those are the things of faith. It's already freely given to us, all things. And you know all truth. He says that you already know it through the Holy Ghost. It's what a man sacrifices for in crucifying his flesh with the affections and the lust that he can go on in the spiritual things of God, seeing your good works and glorifying your Father which is in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, Pressing toward this mark for the prize of high calling of God in Christ Jesus requires us to literally sacrifice all the things of the flesh, the things of the world, the pride of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The world passeth away with the lust thereof, but whosoever doeth the will of God, not thinks about it, but whosoever does doeth the will of God shall abide forever. So those that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust for one reason, to do the will of God, to do the will of the Lord Jesus. And to do that, we have to grow up from newborn babies. For the babies in Hebrews 5, Paul tells us are unskillful in the word of righteousness. They just don't know it. They don't know there's a righteousness that has to be obtained. And that is exactly where we have to obey unto righteousness. Romans 6. If we do not unto righteousness, well, then we will not do the will of God and will not be able to enter in. Just as Jesus said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in, but only those that do the will of God. In Matthew 7, Jesus said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in, and no man can call Jesus Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, except by the Holy Ghost. They will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We've done many wonderful works in your name. We've cast out devils in your name. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. 
for you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Those that think they've got heaven made that will not be able to enter in. It's a mistaken identity because of obedience being required. And we're told in the church world today, it's just faith without any kind of works or obedience. Just do your thing and you're saved. It's okay. Jesus loves you. It's a lie. Obedience is required. That obedience is unto righteousness. And the righteousness is not our righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. Just as Paul said, I've suffered the loss of all things to do count of a dung, that I might win Christ and not be found having my own righteousness, which is of the law. By the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved. But, but the righteousness be found with the righteousness of God by faith. And faith without works is dead, being alone. James perfectly tells us, can faith alone save you? No. Faith without works is dead, just like the body without the spirit is dead. It accompanies it. If you love God, you will keep his commandments. It's obedience. Any man says he follows Christ, should walk as Christ did. Walk in the light as he's in the light. If he does not, this man is deceived. He might be a hearer of the word. He might talk it. But if he does not do it, he's a double-minded man, forgetting what manner of man he was. This man is unstable in all of his ways. And let that double-minded man do not think that he'll receive anything of God, let alone salvation. So we have to be circumspect. We have to be sober. We have to be righteous. We have to be diligently seeking the Lord our God in the proceeding word of God because man lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God in present truth. And now, what is the present truth? Well, we know that in the book of Acts, to be born again, we have that truth that Peter, who had the keys of the kingdom, shows us how to be born again. They were pricked in their heart. Acts 2.37 said, Men and brethren, what must we do? Peter, who's standing up along with the other eleven, all of them in agreement, said, Repent. And be baptized, not just repentance, not just asking Jesus to come into your heart. Golly, saw our work of the repentance unto salvation. Didn't say it was salvation. Golly, saw our work of the repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. But repentance alone is just one step, is not born again. Well, how do you get born again? Peter having the keys to the kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Loosed upon earth, loosed in heaven. Peter, preaching on the day of Pentecost, said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. Not because your sins are remitted. For the remission of your sins. Your heart has to be circumcised in the Spirit. How do you believe with the heart? Through baptism. The heart has to be circumcised. You see that in Romans 2, 28 and 29. He is not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh, but now he is a Jew that is one inwardly and that circumcision of the heart in the spirit, not the mind, not the intellect, not asking Jesus to come into your heart, but literally who is circumcised in the heart, in the spirit, whose praise is not a man, but of God. Well, how do you get your heart circumcised. How do you get your spirit circumcised with the believe with the heart, with the believe with the spirit? Well, it's very simple. Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's not a name. The name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost is Jesus. There's three various functions of that spirit. One spirit, Father's administrative office of the spirit, that Son is the redemption office of that same Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same Spirit. But the name of that Spirit, the name of manifested God in the flesh, is Jesus Christ. There is none other. Acts 4.12, there's no other name given among men under heaven, whereby we must be saved then at the name of Jesus. That's the reason they were all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 2.38, Acts 8.16, Acts 10, Acts 19, they were all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. No one was ever baptized 
Father, Son, Holy Ghost. For therefore we've erred. God's bringing us back in. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, he will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. In the third day, which we're in now, that third millennium, it's been after two days, over 2,000 years since Jesus was death, burial, and resurrected and glorified with the Father's own self, giving us of his spirit. We're in the third day now. And in the third day, I will raise you up. That's your revelation. Twelve men shall cut up to God into his throne. I will raise you up. You'll live in my sight. Those are the living epistles, the body of Christ, those that are the royal priesthood, lively stones, that living epistles of Jesus that will be used in the work of the ministry. No one else will be. Only those are true believers in God with a pure heart, diligently seeking the Lord their God in present truth will be used. And that's the reason he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Only those are going to be used. Why? For the work of the ministry. What ministry? The Jesus ministry. There still remains a three and a half year. Time, times and a half. 1,203 score days, 42 months of the Jesus ministry that we read about in Revelation 10, Revelation 11, Revelation 12. And it'll be for time, times they have three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days of the Jesus ministry. And then the end will come for this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world for all witness and all nations and then the end will come. That is the work of the ministry. There, the work of the ministry will be in and through the body of Christ, just like it was in the former reign. Then Acts, the 8th chapter, it says that there was great persecution against the church at Jerusalem. Only the apostles abode at Jerusalem. All the saints, all the believers, were scattered abroad, went everywhere preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. These that have turned the world upside down have come to our city also. That's what happened in the former reign, but the latter reign will be far, far greater. At this time, it will reach the whole world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come with Jesus coming the second time without sin and salvation for his saints, the second advent. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. When? After this gospel has been preached into all the world. For witness in all nations, and then the end will come. It'll be after the tribulation of those days, that great tribulation, since there never was a nation, neither shall ever be again. Uh, and immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sign of the Son of Man appear in heaven. He'll send his angels and gather together his elect. There's your rapture after the great tribulation. Most have it, the cart before the horse. Most have annulled the work of God and the work of the ministry, not realizing the great glory that is to be revealed in his saints because our testimony among you were believed. That testimony has to be believed and has to be obeyed. Well, at that time, Peter said, this is how you're born again. This is how you believe with your heart, with your spirit. Well, Romans 10, 9, that if you believe, you know, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that he's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and believe in thine heart, not in your mind, not asking Jesus to come into your heart, not saying the sinner's prayer, but believe in your heart. How do you believe in the heart? The heart has to be circumcised, and there's no other way to have the heart circumcised except by baptism, born of the water, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. That is literally what Peter said to be born again in Acts 2.38. We say it again in Acts 8.16. We say it again in Acts 10. Cornelius and his household of the Italian band. We see it again in Acts 19. Paul coming upon certain brethren. We see it all the way that all were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And when they did, then the heart was circumcised. The body, the sins, the flesh cut off by baptism. 
You see that in Romans 6, 1 through 4, and Colossians 2, verse 10 to 12. You're complete in him and have need of nothing. In whom you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by baptism. Somebody said, that's not faith. Yes, it is. Through faith in the operation of God. It's a spiritual scaffold that God takes a spiritual operation with his scaffold invoking the name of Jesus Christ and cuts off the foreskin of your heart, the body, the sins of the flesh, cut off, circumcised, cut off, and you become a new creature. Only by water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is born of the water. But you must be born of the water and the Spirit. Well, that's the reason, you know, Peter went on and said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. Now you're born again. You're a newborn babe in Christ. You have need of milk, not of strong meat, but of milk that you can grow thereby. Well, are you, is that all there is to it? No. Paul said in Hebrews 5, these newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. When you should be teachers, you should be full grown, weaned from the milk. You should have grown from babies unto full men. But now, when you ought to be teachers, you have need again to be taught, again, the first principles of the oracles of God. And not of strong meat. You have need of milk still. For the newborn babes, the babies are unskillful in this word of righteousness. Obedience unto righteousness. They don't know it. They're unskillful in it. Well, what's the next step? Well, you go from newborn babes to little children. You go from a baby to a little children. You learn to walk. Learn to walk in the, in the light as he's in the light. You're not crawling anymore. You're walking. You're little children. You find that in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You're born again of the water and the spirit. And I write you a little children because you've known the Father. Well, why are they now grown? They've grown from babies to little children. Why? Because they have the revelation that Jesus is the Father of glory. You've known the Father. Jesus said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known my Father. And said in John 8, 13 through 27, except you believe that I am he, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not expected them of the Father. He said, if you, if you had known me, you should have known my father. Well, the little children have known the father. They know he's the father. Well, is that the final growth state? No. We pick it up in Revelation, given to the servants of God, and in, in uh, keeping of the words of the book of this prophecy, he goes to Revelation 2 and 3 telling us uh, what we in the church and the body of Christ need to be an overcomer. And he addresses that in Revelation, the second and the third chapter. He starts with Ephesus. And the voice, the voice of the Lord is coming to each church. That, that blessed he, those that hear and obey the voice of God. The time is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. They that hear shall live. And this is the word of God. It's a word. Thus speaketh the Son of God. Thus speaketh him that hath the seven stars in his right hand. This said, it's a speaking the word of God, the voice of the Lord to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, every one of them. Every church has to obey that voice. And each, each one is telling them what you're coming short in and to become an overcomer, to literally overcome and inherit all things. Those are young men. They're not little children. They're young men. 1 John 2, 12 through 14 says, I write unto you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. You're an overcomer. It tells us there in Revelation, the second and third chapter, what we do and what is necessary, essential, for the body of Christ to overcome. And it talks about works. 
in the church at Ephesus. First thing Jesus said, I know thy works. Then we go to Smyrna, I know thy works. Then we go to Pergamos, I know thy works. Thyatira, I know thy works. <laughs> Sardis, I know thy works. Haven't found them perfect. Philadelphia, I know thy works. Laodicea, I know thy works. Every problem a church has is found in one of those seven churches because it goes unto perfection and your works follow you. He that's gone following to the Lord has ceased from their labors and their works do follow them. Well, he's looking for perfect works in Revelation 2 and 3, which is the obedience unto righteousness. But is that all? No, we go to Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. Now he's talking about four and 20 seats in heaven. He sees the heavenly realm. We're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're seated together in heavenly places. How many seats are there? Four and 20. What's that? The priesthood. And there are four and 20 seats in heaven and four and 20 elders. And before the throne, we're made to sit together in heavenly places right now. But this is coming even higher glory for the work of the ministry for those that come unto full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. What is that? Well, he says, and not only are there four and 20 elders, but there's four beasts, four Zoe, four living creatures before the throne. They're a lion, man, calf, and eagle. They are the cherubim, which are not angels. That's a body of Christ because uh, we see in Revelation 5, the four and 20 elders and the four beasts sing the song of the redeemed because they are the redeemed of the Lord. The angels are not redeemed. Jesus did not take on him the form of angels, but the seed of Abraham. These, uh, these cherubim, these cherubim are the body of Christ that have grown higher than newborn babies, higher than little children. They are overcomers and going to grow to the final state in Revelation 7 of fathers. Literally, I'm writing to you fathers, full grown, small f, small case f. In 1 John 2, 12 through 14, he said, I write unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that's from the beginning. Those are the fathers that will turn the hearts to the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers in the ministry and spirit of Elijah before the second coming of the Lord. We find that in Malachi 4. We find, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Not after, not during, before. What will he do in that spirit of Elijah? That spirit of restoration, the restitution of all things. For the heavens must receive Jesus till the times of the restitution, a restoration of all things. Jesus is not coming back until they're restored. That's the reason for the Elijah ministry. John the Baptist was in the spirit of Elijah and foreran Jesus' first coming. And John, the body of Christ, will be in the spirit of Elijah before Jesus' second coming. We find that in, John, in, in the name John, Jehovah favored, when we see in Revelation 10 that John hears the voices of the seven thunders and is about to write. But he said, write it not. Then there he's turned to the little book, the Bibliuridian, the revelation. That little book is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a Bibliuridian. It's the last book in the Word of God. It is not the Biblion, the full Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. It's that little book that comprises everything from Genesis to, Re Genesis to Revelation and to a little book where we can eat all of it. And it is told, John, take the little book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it. Eat a whole work of God and his judgments, statutes, commandments. Obey these things. Obey the words of the book of this prophecy and you will live. And nobody's going to give it to you. 
the body of Christ is John because he tells John after he's ate the book, John, you must again prophesy. Well, it's the spirit of Elijah, John. Just like John the Baptist was the spirit of Elijah before Jesus' first coming, so John, the body of Christ in the spirit of Elijah, a restoration ministry in the spirit of Elijah, will forerun Jesus' second coming and will turn the hearts of the fathers, full grown, to that of the children, the ones that know that he's the father and been born again, and the ones of the children to the fathers, full grown body of Christ. For the church that Jesus is coming back for is a church without spot and without blemish, perfect in all her ways, for the bride has made herself ready. Well, we're going to that now. In Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, where we are right now, he's looking for those overcomers and preparing for the latter reign of the Holy Ghost for those that have an ear to hear. They're the overcomers. They're the ones that are doing the will of God in present truth. And they understand the words of the book of this prophecy. John took that little book. Nobody's going to give it to you. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, men pressed their way into it. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. John had to take it. You as the body of Christ, we as the members of the body of Christ must take this little book. It's the revelation. It's time. It's time now that God is sealing his people. That floored us when we had a visitation for the Lord on the 19th of January, 2019, when we had a visitation and uh, about two hours, the bottom line, the Lord Jesus said, seal my people by my word. We have taken that very earnestly in obedience to his commandment for us to do so. Not for any of our righteousness or our holiness, but for his name's sake. So we know it's the last of the last days. We know it's the end time. And God's doing it now. Well, John took that book. Nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. And he took it and ate all of it. It was told, take this book and eat you all of it. Not one verse. Eat all of it, John. Because it's going to be sweet to your mouth as honey. Revelation of the word. Butter and honey shall everyone eat that's left in the land. The remnant. The remnant of the church's seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, Revelation 12. This testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19.10. It's for you right now, you, the believer, the body of Christ. Somebody said, well, I'm still in a trending church. I don't know where else to go. All you have to do is call us. God's pulling you all out of denominations. Bring them into one body, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That is... That one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all, Jesus Christ. He's bringing this truth right now to those that have an ear to hear. He's doing it. It's not going to come. It's not, I know there's something God wants. No, he's already doing it right now to those that have an ear to hear. The ones that are diligently seeking the Lord their God. Earnestly seeking for him with all their heart. They're going to find him. Well, John ate all of it. It was sweet to his mouth as honey. It was better to his belly. And you, John, you and the body of Christ, again, must prophesy, preach this, proclamate it, promulgate this word to all nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. Revelation 10. And the young men right now, the overcomers, we have to have the word of God strong in us. Strong in us. And how do you do that? Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Don't go to a worldly church. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove, not your pastor, not some apostle or prophet, not getting the word of prophecy, but that you may prove, you yourself prove, what is that acceptable, perfect, and good will of God for you is. It's only through the word. And as you do, it's God that worketh in you both the willing to do of his good pleasure. 
and simply through obedience unto righteousness that you will be counted worthy for the work of the ministry, making your calling and election sure. We're there now. We'd love to hear from you. God's bringing his body together now. We have many of you asking for uh, DVD, CDs. We're getting them out to you. Uh, we, we thank you for that. We thank you for the offerings because we have no sponsorship. We are a ministry. We're not a church. We are a ministry team of ministers. We go to the ministers. We have over a 1,000 ministers in Africa. We bring the word of God to these ministers. We need your help. You, you're the ones that fund this ministry. If you need uh, uh, questions asked and answered, ask them, and we will do our best to answer them. We love to hear from you. Many of you have written in with questions, and we will answer you every time back uh, to the best of our ability. Again, it's not for righteousness or our holiness that God is saying, seal these people by his word. It's simply as servants for you to help all of us come together into one body, one mind, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of all, and in us all for the work of the ministry. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, one word, Longview, L-O-N-G-V-I-E-W, Texas, zip code 75606. Again, Dennis Beard Ministry, DVM, you can simply write DVM, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Visit us, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, dennisbeard.org, or on the podcast, we have our own app, Sealing God's People. Tune in. We'd love to hear from you. Have any questions? If you more than anything, if God's dealing with you, please contact us as a body of Christ. Coming into one, one, one body, one spirit, one Lord, one thing. We love to hear from you gathering together all those bones and becoming a great army. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.